Welcome to the Intuitive Eating and Body Positivity Podcast. I'm Terry and I'll be talking about all things intuitive eating, body positivity and health at every size, and shaking off weight stigma, diet culture and food rules so that we can all have a better relationship with food and our bodies. Hiya! It's that time of the week again. How have you been? How has your week been? Has it been good? Uh, mine's been okay. Oh, I've had major issues with my teeth. One of my teeth broke. Um, so I lost most of my tooth. And probably too much information for you, but I've just got some of my tooth and a filling just hanging on in there. I won't go into detail about the treatment or how I had a lack of treatment, um, but needless to say, I'm still here with a dodgy half tooth. Um, God, it's thrown a right spanner in the works. I know it's an obvious thing to say, but it's amazing how much having a good set of teeth impacts on how you're able to eat or not eat, as it appears. Um, it's given me real problems eating real problems. I'm on things that are the consistency of baby food right now. I can't eat anything that is particularly crunchy um, because I also have problems the other side of my mouth. So imagine how my meals have been this week. Imagine how joyful my eating has been. Things like this do really impact on the rest of your life as well though, don't they? It made me very drained, very tired. Um, It's meant that I didn't really want to focus on social media or anything like that. So I haven't really posted very much this week. Uh, I haven't really been in kind of social conversation with people. And I think we just have to realise that these things have an impact on your life and you just have to find a way to get through them. You're not always going to be able to be this bright, shiny ball of positive energy. You're not always going to be able to eat the food that you want to eat. Um, and live the positive lifestyle that you want to live. It's just human nature. That's the way it is. You just have to be a little bit kind and understanding to yourself in times like that, don't you? This is really a reflection of the way that the whole intuitive eating and body positivity lifestyle goes as well. So this week has been particularly bad because it's my teeth and that's had a major impact But even on times where everything is just ticking along normally, there are still going to be times where I'm not at the top of my game. I'm not feeling the love for myself. I'm not feeling body positive. I'm not feeling like I want to eat intuitively. And that is just part of the journey. The journey. I really don't think I like that word very much, but lots of people use it. And I guess it is a journey, isn't it? You're working your way through something. Anyway, it's very easy to, when you're having a bad day, feel like you've failed in some way. And so I thought I would just tell you how normal these thoughts are and how a part of the process that they are. And then maybe on those days, you can remember back to this episode and think, oh, actually, everybody goes through this. It's fine. So this episode 
is going to be a little bit interactive because I'm going to give you some examples, but then as we're doing this, I want you to think of some for yourself as well. All right, here goes. I am body positive, but when I go clothes shopping, I wish I was smaller so that I could fit into the clothes on the racks in the shops. That's one that comes up quite often for me, to the point where I now don't even go into clothes shops because I know that it's going to be a picture of misery. Um, But that's the way it is in reality, is that sometimes when I'm looking for an outfit for something, or I just want to top up my wardrobe, or I just need some new clothes for work, I wish that I was smaller so that I could go into a shop in town and buy some clothes. The reality is that's not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. I've talked about this in previous episodes. Clothes are supposed to fit us, not the other way around. I should not and will not lose weight to fit into clothes in a shop, just because that store does not choose to cater for me. There are plenty of other options for me, and I will not put myself in that position anymore where it makes me feel so bad about myself. But it is a reality. That is a truth. That is the way that I feel sometimes. I can't go on a girly shopping trip with my friends or my daughter or or just generally anybody with a smaller body because they can go into the shops in town, just pick up stuff. I cannot. I can go in and wander around with them while they try on all the lovely clothes, but not me. I can't do that. I won't say it's okay. It's not okay that we have these hurdles as people in bigger bodies. Clothes designers, clothes stores should step up and do better. But what I can do right now is protect myself from that. And so I can think I would like to fit into those clothes in town. But actually, I can spin that around to a positive and say, I've got the benefit of being able to order stuff online. It'll come to me. I can try it on in my own space, in the comfort of my own home and choose what I want and send the rest back. That's how I choose to spin that for myself. I am body positive, but when I think of traveling on an aeroplane, the first thing I think about is my weight. I do not want to be crammed into a tiny little seat. I do not want to take up so much space between myself, (laughs) take up space between myself, take up space in my space in that aeroplane so that I am pretty much crammed up against the seat in front of me. And things like the seat belts, I would have to ask for a belt extender. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing shameful in that at all. I truly, truly know that. But again, it is a practicality that I shouldn't have to fight with. Why are not the belts on planes just longer anyway? Why is that not a thing? And I know with the space in the seats, um, they're trying to get as many people onto a plane as they can and budget airlines will maximise their space as best they can. I totally understand that. However, I don't think there is enough of an allowance made for people in bigger bodies. I could ask for a seat with extra legroom or, you know, you can get seats that have got no seats in front of them. I could pre-book those seats 
so that I am more comfortable on that flight. I am aware of that. I know that I can take steps to make myself more comfortable. I can ask for a seatbelt extender as I board the plane, not have to sit and wait and put my hand up and ask for one. So there are things that can be done in that situation to make it more comfortable, but that doesn't stop me automatically thinking about it when I am considering going on holiday. As I said last week, we've booked a holiday. We're going to drive because it's France and it's not so far from us. Um, did I just say France? I went France. Um, France. <laughs> we've booked a holiday to France and, um, we're going to drive down to a ferry port, get the ferry and drive the other end. That has been a decision that's been made based on COVID and we want to have the best, safest travel option. And I think for us, that is a ferry because you can get some fresh air. You are not as confined as you are in a plane. Of course, there are other people around, but it is a bit more spacious. You can sit out in the fresh air for the large part of the journey if we choose to. And overall, I think it's going to be a safer method of travel. So that was genuinely the reason for choosing that method of travel. But I'm telling you, there is a part of me that's glad I don't have to get on a plane. I love flying. And if I booked a holiday tomorrow that involved me getting on a plane to get there, fab, I'm all over it. But that's not to say I wouldn't be a little bit worried about it. Have you thought of any yet? I'll keep going. I am body positive, but sometimes when I look in a mirror, I have to have a little word with myself and stop myself being a little bit unkind to myself. When I get up in the morning, the first thing I am going to see is going to be myself in the mirror. I've got a mirror on the back of my bedroom door. So to get out of the bedroom first thing in the morning, I have to look at myself in the mirror. Let me tell you, Terry, first thing in the morning, not really supermodel. (laughs) I know, I know that surprises you, right? Um, But when it's first thing in the morning, I'm like, oh God, that's me. But that's because, you know, I am a disheveled mess of a woman first thing in the morning. But I'm talking later in the day. So later in the day, if I look at myself in the mirror or I catch myself in a shop window or something like that, sometimes I catch myself talking unkindly to myself in my head. That is something that takes a lot of practice to not do. When you're dieting, you're always looking to be smaller than you were before, thinner than you were before, um, look better in your clothes than you did before. And so it's a natural thing to do when you're dieting to look in a mirror, look in a shop window and admire if you've lost weight or criticize if you haven't lost weight or decide whether the clothes look good on you anymore or whether these new clothes that you've bought look great because, you know, you've lost weight and whatever. And so when you come out of dieting, that's a really difficult thing to undo because it's an automatic response that you then have to a mirror or a shop window. It's not a conscious decision. So when you then are undoing that, the work is hard because you have to catch yourself doing it and correct it. You look in the mirror and you criticize something. You have to catch yourself and say, okay, I have that thought. I recognize I have that thought but now let me say something positive about myself. And soon 
you get into a more pleasant way of thinking and you stop thinking negatively and you start just being neutral about it. And that's what you need to aim for. Neutral. You don't have to love what you see in the mirror, but you do have to be neutral and just accepting of it. It's difficult. It's a really, really difficult thing to undo. But it is a reality. Sometimes, even now, I will look in a mirror and be a bit disappointed or um, criticize myself in some way. This week, too much information again, but you know, time of the month and my clothes are not sitting the same on me because I'm very bloated. It's fine. It's normal. For a person who is menstruating, that is a normal bodily response. And so you just have to accept that at some times of the month, you're not going to feel as comfortable in your clothes as you usually would. And when I looked in the mirror yesterday, when I was getting dressed for work in the morning, I put this combination of clothes on and thought, my God, I look pregnant today. And so I changed my clothes. That's what I did. I changed my clothes. I put something else on that I felt more comfortable in. I can put that same set of clothes on next week and will probably feel just fine. But it would have been very easy in that moment to give myself a really good kick in for the way that I looked. So I am body positive, but I sometimes still talk negatively to myself in the mirror. It's about recognizing it and turning it around. All right, what about this? I am body positive, but when I go food shopping, I still choose the diet options over the non-diet options. Uh, but Terry, that doesn't have anything to do with your body, I hear you say. Uh, it does though, doesn't it? Because you are choosing foods based on what foods are going to be less calorific or contain less fat or contain less calories than another option. And at that point, you need to question why you're doing that. Are you genuinely choosing that food or that drink because you love the taste of it? Because if that's the case, perfect, go right ahead, still have them. But if you're choosing them because of the supposed health benefits or weight loss benefits, then that's the wrong reason to be choosing those foods. Again, it's an old dieting mindset, isn't it? You are so conditioned to going shopping and picking those food items so that they fit in with the plan that you were doing. But now as a non-dieter, you don't need to make those choices in the same way. You need to be choosing foods based on what you enjoy the taste of, what is going to satisfy you, what is going to make the best recipe. Uh, I believe that we had a conversation on the chat group for the membership group. Um, and it was about using things like substitutions to create white sauces. You know, changing a sauce in a lasagna to be made out of cottage cheese rather than an actual white sauce that is designed to be used in a lasagna. It's all about these substitutions that we're told are better for us. And they're not necessarily better for us at all. What is better for us is to be satisfied by the food we're eating, to enjoy the food we're eating, 
because then we don't feel like we've restricted. We don't end up binging. We don't end up trying to replace that food. We don't end up trying to have more food to satisfy us later. When if we'd just eaten that meal in the way that we would like it, we'd have been a lot more satisfied and we wouldn't be looking for more food later. There's nothing wrong with looking for more food later if you are genuinely wanting something. But if that food is just to satisfy what you haven't satisfied earlier, then that's the wrong reason to be eating. Do you pick up the cheese that is the low fat option? Why is that? Why is the low fat option the option that you're choosing? Is that because of dieting? Or is that because you prefer that cheese? Because I know cheese is always better when it's got the fat content. That's the way I see it. You might genuinely prefer that low fat cheese. Absolutely. Go on, eat it. But for me, it's not the same. And I'm going to eat that full fat cheese. It's mad the stuff we're conditioned to eat, isn't it? The stuff that diet companies say that we should eat and the stuff that they say we shouldn't eat. And it is just bonkers. Next time you're shopping, be super aware of what you're buying and why you're buying it. Have this in mind when you're next doing your food shop. And let me know, are you surprised at the amount of stuff you're buying because it's old dieting habits? Or are you now so good at shopping that you're like, to hell with the low calorie stuff. I don't need that in my life anymore. What else? I am body positive, but when I look back at photos, I feel jealous of my previous self. You know what I mean? I've got pictures of myself at events that happened in life and they're with people that I love celebrating a marked occasion in their life. And when I look at those photos, I remember how happy the day was. But my first thought is, oh, good Lord, I was so much thinner then. And that's hard. When you're looking at photos of yourself, it's really hard to escape that mentality. It's hard to accept a bigger body. It's because diet culture tells us that we're not meant to be in bigger bodies. We're meant to be in the slimmer bodies. That's where that's come from. There's no logic to it. It's just what we've been conditioned to believe. But it doesn't stop it being difficult accepting the way you are now and then seeing that in a photo. There's something way more real, isn't there, about seeing it in a photo that is etched in time forever. But here's how I turn this around for myself. I may not easily be able to accept the way that I look now in a photograph. That's a fact. You can't just convince yourself that you love the way you look. It takes a lot of work. However, what I can do is realise that in those older photos, those were not happy times for me with food. They were super happy times with the people I was with. And those people didn't give a damn whether I was skinny or fat. They were just happy that I was there celebrating that occasion with them. They were just pleased to have me by their side having a photo taken on a day that meant so much to them. They weren't considering my weight. They weren't considering my size. 
And I, in that time, was not considering my weight or my size. I was so happy to be there with them. But overall, my life then, and the way it revolves around food, that was not happy. I was deep, deep, deep in dieting. And I was in food misery. And now I'm happier the way I am. I have a much more peaceful relationship with food. I'm so much happier in so many aspects of my life because of that relationship with food now. I can't say that I will easily ever look back at those photos and not have some kind of response in my head to my weight. But I can now appreciate much more how I feel and know that I'm happier now. And that is the main thing for me. Next, I am body positive, but when I think about going out for food or drinks or a night out or to any event, I think about my weight. This used to cripple me. It used to actually destroy me getting ready for a night out. I have always, always been so unhappy with the way I looked that even at my smallest, getting ready for a night out was a little bit traumatic and I would have clothes everywhere and I wouldn't be happy with what I was wearing. I remember going out one night and I'd said to the person I was going out with, what are we dressing like tonight? Are we just going casual? Because we're just going to go for some food and drinks. Yes, let's go casual, they said. And then when they turned up, their version of casual was not the same as mine. Uh, it was a skirt and a nice top and her hair was done and nice jewellery and she wasn't dressed up. She was casually dressed, but I was trying to hide myself behind jeans and just a nice-ish top. I still couldn't bring myself to find anything nicer to wear and I know that when I was saying, should we go casual, that's what I meant. Can I just put normal clothes on, please? Because that's how I'm comfortable. Now, my shall we go casual would be a more dressed up affair than it was then. It might still be jeans, but it might be jeans and a pair of heels and a nice top and some jewellery and I'll do my hair. It's not the same anymore. And actually, I don't think this is one that I had to work too hard on because it's come naturally with the rest of the work. So as I've been more accepting of my body and as I've been more accepting of the way that I look in my clothes on a daily basis and how I've upped my clothes sizes and been accepting of that, it's all kind of formed this parcel that means that when an occasion does come around, I'm a bit happier with my choices of clothes. I'm a bit happier in what I buy as a suitable thing to wear out. That has come quite naturally, which is a really pleasant surprise. I have though got a big photo shoot coming up soon. Well, actually I've got two. So I'm going to have some new photos done for my professional side. So for the website and social media and things like that. But even more importantly, I have a photo shoot coming up with my husband because this year is our 10 year anniversary and we're going to mark the occasion and have a photo shoot done. Just me and him for some of it, but also some with the kids that are not kids anymore because last time we had photos done with them, they were kids. So we're going to have some really nice photos done. 
It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I am a bit concerned about my weight and what it's going to look like because I'm going to look quite different to when we got married. But actually, it is fine. It is fine. I do know that. I do mean it. But preparing for that and deciding what to wear for that, I'm still a little bit conscious that I might want to make myself look smaller in photos or I might want to sit or stand in a way that makes me feel better about myself in those final photos. But I have the time to work on that so that is all fine. It's again just one of those things that needs some time to work through and to prepare for so that the end result I can be happy with. And when I say prepare for, I do not mean dieting. I will not do that. What I mean is I can get some nice outfits picked out so that when the day comes, I can choose an outfit that makes me feel comfortable. We can choose a space that will make us feel comfortable and not awkward. Although having photos done, that's sometimes quite awkward, isn't it? But um, we can put some things in place that mean that come the day, it will be the most comfortable experience and we'll have the most lovely photos. Actually, do you know what comes to mind quite a lot more than my weight now with these photo shoots coming up? It's that I've had my hair cut and that's annoyed me because I thought at the time I was doing the right thing, having my hair chopped off, but I want my long hair back. (laughs) don't know, maybe, maybe I get some extensions for the photos. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had my hair cut off and I don't like it anymore. I, I want it to grow out quickly. It's not going to grow in time for the photos, but there you go. But yeah, that is now one thing that comes to mind more than my weight does when thinking about these photos. So funny how your mindset changes a little bit, isn't it? When you do a bit of work around it. Right. I'll give you one more. This is not me now, but I know this is something that a lot of people go through. And I did go through myself. I'm body positive, but I want to lose my baby weight really quickly. How many times do we see in the media photos of celebrities that have had babies, along with captions of how quickly they've lost their baby weight or how they haven't lost their baby weight? And we do it to ourselves as well. And we do it to other people. We know that somebody's had a baby. And yet the thing we're concerned about is whether they've lost weight or not. Whether they've got their quote unquote old body back. That woman's body has just gone through the most miraculous of things. It's just created a new human being. And now that that human being has been created, that person is now in a position where they are giving all their energy, all their time, all their sleep to this newborn that is demanding so much of them. And we're concerned about whether they are losing their baby weight or not. It's crazy. But that's what so many magazines do. It's what so many people do socially when they look at somebody who's had a baby. Even if it's not about losing the actual belly that comes from having a baby, it can be things like, gosh, didn't she put on so much weight having that baby? And that's just not right. It's not right and it's not fair. 
but we do it to ourselves. So when you're in that position where you have a newborn baby, you are likely to have thoughts about your body and about whether it's going to go back to how it was before or how you're going to lose the weight or whatever thoughts they are. I really hope if this is you, that you are just so happy with what your body has done, that you give your weight no thought. But as human beings, that's not the way we work, is it? So let's all, when we see a new mama, tell her how amazing a job she's doing. Let's give her some support. Let's give her some reassurance that she's doing a good job. Let's make her feel amazing about being a new mum because that is what matters. That is all that matters. Okay, it's your turn. End this sentence. I am body positive, but dot, dot, dot. Let me know. Let me know how you ended that sentence and have a little think about how you would turn that around for yourself. There are going to be so many aspects of life where we think about our weight and how that's going to impact on that situation. But we really don't have to do that. We can be comfortable. We can be happy. We can find much more pleasant ways to fill our minds and have experiences that are not based around our weight. All right, a listener question before I go. I've seen on Instagram that people shouldn't post before and after photos. Why is this? Are they not motivating? I know I say this every time I do a listener question, but ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, sadly, there's not much good about before and after photos. Um, Again, this comes from diet culture mainly. When we do diets, we are quite often told, take a photo at the start and then take photos as you go on and then you can see how much progress you've made. That happens a lot and people think that's motivating. And when you're in dieting, it is motivating most of the time because you're seeing this progress that you're making, you're seeing this weight that you're losing and it's spurring you on just a bit more, just a bit more. And you're constantly making that comparison to your previous self. And so that works in diet club favours because then you'll keep spending the money because you want to improve that photo a little bit more. However, on social media, those photos are quite damaging. They perpetuate that skinny dream. They keep you striving for something that you don't have. Whether that's you taking photos of yourself or whether that's you looking at other people who are posting before and after photos, it's encouraging you to strive for something that you don't have now. It's telling you that you're not happy with what you are now and that you shouldn't be happy with what you are now. And it's telling you that you need to do something to improve and become a different version of yourself. When it's other people that you're looking at on social media, you see these before and afters of influencers or people that are in the middle of a diet and they're posting this before and after and they're saying, this was me before, this is me now, look what I can do now that I've lost X amount of kilos. 
it's making you feel bad about yourself. And they are also encouraging that line of thinking that fat is not good. Being in a bigger body is not good. That is not acceptable. And everybody should change the way that they are in order to be thinner and quote unquote better. And I don't think for a minute that they're posting it with the intention of making you feel bad. They are probably posting it with this motivation behind it. Go on, look what I did. Look what you can do. But every time they do that, they are saying that you're not good enough. Loads of them are posed anyway. People aren't going to post before and after photos that do not reflect their very worst versus their very best. They're not going to post a photo of them at a average time of their life and then compare that to a average time in their life. They're always going to pick the worst photo that they have of themselves and they're going to pitch it up against a photo that they think is one of the best photos that they have. And that best photo they might have taken intentionally for that purpose. And if they have done that, you can guarantee they have posed it. So they might have their legs a certain angle, their bum a certain angle, their waist in a certain way. They might have turned to a certain angle that facing the camera, you know, that sort of thing in order to get what they deem to be their best side. And they might have lit it, you know, they might be using ring lights and things to get the best light that they can. There are plenty of social media accounts out there which will show you how to pose properly. I say properly, show you how to pose to get the best angles and things. And they do it to highlight how these people are really faking what they look like in order to get a decent picture out of it. So remember these things, these photos only reflect their very worst and very best in order to give you that comparison. And they're there to sell the dieting dream at the end of the day. They are not there to say, hey, you look good in your body every day. They're not there for that. They're there to say, jump on this diet, jump on this next diet. All you have to do is this. They're not there to make you feel good about yourself. Those photos are only ever about appearance. They are only ever about the aesthetics. They are never about health. Because that's what you can portray in a photo. And they are saying, this is how I looked then. This is how I look now. There's no health attached to that. It's only about appearance. And for a lot of people to get into the condition that a lot of these people are posting on their after photos, they would have to do a lot of work. They would have to do a lot of restricting. They'll be seriously cutting back. They'll be upping exercise. They will be living in an extreme in order to get that final result. And what that leads to is disordered eating and eating disorders. For people already in an eating disorder space, Photos like this are very triggering. They can make them feel that they're not good enough and that they need to go back to their ways of disordered eating. So many people with eating disorders have some kind of body dysmorphia 
where they see themselves to be a different size, often much bigger than they are in reality. And so when somebody with a body dysmorphia looks at one of these photos, they are comparing a body that they have, that they already see as very different to what is reality, to a photo that has been posed and is a picture of something that is not a reality, but to the other end of the scale. Do you see what I mean? So they're incredibly dangerous for people with eating disorders. They are really damaging to mental health for a lot of people, even people without an eating disorder. There is nothing there in those photos that makes you feel good about yourself. It just makes you strive to be somebody else. It strives to make you a different person of yourself. And it means you're not happy with how you are now. So no, unfortunately, these photos are not inspiring. They're not motivating unless you are already dieting. But for us lovely people, those of us who are looking to escape diet culture and get away from the misery of dieting, those pictures are actually very damaging and demotivating. How is that for you? Does that answer that question? I hope so. I feel like sometimes I answer these questions and uh, go off on one. I never said they were going to be short answers to listener questions though, did I? Um, I could talk about this stuff for hours. That's the problem. Right. Have a lovely, lovely week ahead. I don't have much planned this week. Nothing to write home about yet. But as always, we'll see what happens through the week. And um, I'll give you an update next weekend. If you are not yet signed up for the newsletter, please do. I will put the link in the show notes. But if you go to Terry Pugh, .co.uk forward slash newsletter. Just pop your details in the box there and you'll get a lovely little email once a week from me. How nice will that be, hey? Have a wonderful week. Remember that you are amazing.